Hey everyone, welcome to the Burn Culture Podcast. We are honored that you're tuning in to this week's message, and we pray that you would encounter the presence of God in a fresh way through this word. Let's jump in. introduction. Pastor Sinton always has something up his sleeve. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm so honored to be able to stand before you and to bring forth the word of the Lord. But first, I want to give honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for without him, I am nothing. So I want to give honor to him, to our shepherds, to Pastor Stanton and Abby Moore in their absence. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to bring the word in their absence. Uh, y'all, my mom and daddy are here. My parents are here. <laughs> Dr. Victoria and Pastor Daughtry Melson are here. I'm so thankful that you guys came to support me. My church family, they came. The church I grew up in, Day Spring is in the house. Thank you guys for coming. It's always good when you have family in the room. It makes it easier. Um, So we're going to go ahead and jump into it. I pinky promise we will not be here long. All right. So, um, Will, if you could throw up those scriptures. We're going to go to the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 25. Mark 5 and 25. Nothing's too hard for you. Impossible's what you do. I know you've got this too. Impossible's what you do. Yeah, hold that one in your pocket. We might revisit it. (laughs) All right, so I think we're ready. Mark 5 and 25. And a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things, of many physicians and had spent all that she had and she was nothing bettered but rather grew worse having heard the things concerning Jesus came in the crowd behind and touched his garment for she said if I touch but his garments I shall be made whole someone say whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her plague And straightway Jesus perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth. Another translation says that he felt virtue leave him. He turned about him in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and says, who touched me? I love the disciples. Like Jesus, you see we're in this crowd, all these people. You ask who touched you? And he looked around about to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had been done to her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith, someone say faith, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Yet while he spake, they come from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the teacher any further? But Jesus, not heeding the word spoken, said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Fear not, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow with him, save Peter and James, and John, the brother of James. 
And they come to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and he beholdeth the tumult, and many weeping and wailing greatly. And when he was entered in, he saith unto them, Why make ye a tumult and weep? The child is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, but he, having put them all forth, taketh the father of the child and her mother, and them that were with him, and goeth in where the child was. And, the t- and taking the child by the hand, he saith unto her, Talitha kumi, which is being interpreted, damsel, or in another translation it says, Daughter, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel rose up and walked, for she was twelve years old, and they were amazed straightway with great amazement. Can we say amen? Amen. Father, I would ask you to come into the room, but I'm so grateful that you're already here. Let your spirit rest, rule, and abide in this place. Speak now to your people, Father. Hide me behind the cross so they don't see or hear precious, but they see and they hear you, for you are the true and only living God. We give your name glory, honor, and praise. Let this word pierce the hearts of your people, that they may receive what is needed in this season, that they leave changed, set free, delivered from whatever it is that they may be dealing with. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So if I had to topic or title today's message, it would be called Faith for the Journey. Can you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to have faith for the journey. Oh, that was the wrong person. Find somebody else and say, neighbor. Oh, come on, say it like you got power. Say, neighbor, you got to have faith for the journey. There is a human tendency that we all have to look at a situation or a circumstance for what it is at face value. If you're anything like me, when something negative starts to happen, you're going to think of negative outcomes and how you can change the situation. So if your car breaks down, you're like, oh, man, got another bill, got to fix something, I'm going to be walking, your children are acting right, you might say they're never going to listen, never going to do what they're supposed to do, no money in the bank, you start to believe that poverty is your portion, but I say on this morning, not so. The Word tells us to cast our cares on him, for he cares for us in 1 Peter 5 and 7. So we have to start using our faith when we encounter situations that seem impossible. The book of James talks about the faith that we need as believers. And in James 1, 6 through 8, God reminds us to ask in faith and without doubt. The book of Mark explains the miracles that Jesus performs. Jairus' daughter, the woman um, with the issue of blood, the 12-year-old girl. There's so many miracles that Jesus is performing. But today we're going to focus on the two with the woman with the issue of blood and the little girl. So if you're taking notes this morning, we're going to jump right in. The first point that I want you to have is activated faith. Someone say activated faith. So it's not that you'll need God to do something right now, but he'll meet you in your future to fulfill a promise that he's spoken in the past. Do I have a witness this morning that can testify? You've seen him do things right now that you've prayed about years ago. And if I'm correct, I believe I'm still living on my grandmother's prayers today and she's in the presence of Jesus. So I'm so thankful that the faith that she had was enough to be activated, that we're living out a promise today. 
I'm going to share a quick testimony. I won't go into too many details, but Dexter received a call two weeks ago for something he had been praying about over two years ago. And I just choose to believe that on Today Burn Culture that we're standing under an open heaven, that God is still in the miracle working business. If we activate our faith, we will see those things come to pass. Amen. Nothing happens unless it is first activated as a teacher my honest here she's a teacher as well she would agree with me and we say we activate our students learning so what that means is when we're in the classroom we have to activate their thinking when they come in so they can be productive learners another example your car will not start if you go into the parking lot it will not start unless you first do what you got to activate it, right? You got to put the key in the ignition. Or if you fancy, you got to push that start button, and then it's going to get it going. It's got to be activated first. So we have to activate our faith. With the woman with the issue of blood, the scripture states, daughter, your faith, someone say faith, your faith has made you well. This implies that her healing didn't come from the tangible touch of Jesus. Ooh, it was her faith that healed her. She activated her faith, and when she got in his presence, she didn't realize that all she had was all she needed. She just needed to believe. When we get into the presence of Abba, things happen, things change, but first we have to activate our faith. We have to have enough sense to believe. If I can just get into the presence of God, I don't have to touch him, but if I can get into the presence, if I can get close enough, I believe that things will shift, things will happen when I activate my faith. Mark 5 and 34, God told me when I was studying, I was reading this scripture, verse 34, he says, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. The New King James Version says, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. God told me, said, precious, it's going to be by your faith that things happen in this next season. Not by power, not by strength, not by might, but activated faith. Someone say activated faith. It will produce the miracle this time. Not your works being such a good person. But God is testing our unbelief to see who is willing to walk in faith and not by sight. Father, help my unbelief on this morning to trust you and to activate my faith. So the first thing we have to do is activate our faith. Number two, when I'm moving, the second thing that we have to do is have suddenly faith. Someone say suddenly faith. The woman I could imagine as she approached Jesus, she's thinking, listen, this is my shot. This is all I have. I just need to get into the presence of Jesus. I've tried every doctor, every physician in the land. Nobody can stop this issue of blood that I have flowing. Guys, cover your ears for a moment. Ladies, we have an issue once a month. Mighty God, this woman had an issue of blood for 12 years years. Can you imagine? 12 consistent years. Your issue might not be a fountain of blood. Maybe it's lack of finances. Maybe it's diabetes, lupus, cancer, whatever it might be, arthritis. But this morning I speak to that issue and say that we have suddenly faith and we believe this morning if we can get into the presence of God that everything will be all right. I just need one touch from the master. Can you say one touch? Just one touch, one moment, one opportunity, and he'll make everything all right. I believe that that woman said, if I can get the miracle that I need this time, just one touch from Jesus, 
Jesus did what no other doctor had been able to do in 12 years for this woman. 12 years. When suddenly faith kicks in, it's when you've exhausted all other options and there's nothing left. You've consulted friends and family for help or advice and nobody has an answer for you. And you realize that one moment with the master is all you need. That's the only answer. It's got to work this time. Nothing else has worked. I got to kick in my suddenly faith. It's got to happen. This is my moment. This is my opportunity. I can see him. I can, if I can just get in his presence, I believe that suddenly faith is going to kick in and it's going to work this time. Nobody has had an answer for me thus far for 12 years. I've dealt with this issue for 12 years. I've battled with this thing, but I believe that this time it's got to work. Someone say it's got to work. It's got to work. Sometimes our faith can move God into action on our behalf, even when he's in the midst of moving on someone else's situation. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes our faith can move God into action on our behalf, even when he's moving in the midst of someone else's situation. You say, Precious, what do you mean? Jesus was on his way to a synagogue leader's home to heal his dying daughter. But in the midst of all of that, a woman in the crowd had enough faith to believe that he could heal her as he was passing through. So today we're going to activate our faith and we're going to have suddenly faith. But point number three, and we're almost done, assured faith. Someone say assured faith. Assured faith is having an experience of what God has done before and knowing he is faithful. Thank you, Jesus, to do it again. Will, can we get 2 Timothy 4 and 17 on the screen? In 2 Timothy, Paul is writing to Timothy from a Roman jail and encouraging him to be strong and continue his work in the ministry. He's coming to the end of his life, and he's writing to him in a manner that a father would to a son if he were about to leave. So 2 Timothy 4 and 17 but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, say strengthened me, that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Verse 18, the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and will save me until his heavenly kingdom to whom be the glory forever and ever Amen. So in 2 Timothy, in those verses 4, 17 through 18, he's telling Timothy that the Lord stood with him. He strengthened him, that he preserved him for his kingdom. And when we walk in faith and push through the trials and obstacles that are thrown our way, we can rest assured with that assured faith that the Lord will preserve us for our reward. Can you place your hand on your heart and say, Lord, preserve me. Lord, preserve me. I don't believe that he's brought us this far through trials and tribulations just to leave us here. Father, I need you to preserve me. I got children to take care of, grandchildren that I want to see make it. Lord, preserve me. Father, I have dreams that yet have to be fulfilled. Father, preserve me. Father, you've told me of the visions and things that you want me to do in the earth. Father, preserve me. There's so much more left for me to do in the earth. Father, preserve me and give me assured faith that I will see the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. In Mark 5 and 41, Mark 5 and 41, Jesus tells the little girl to arise. Talitha Kumi in Hebrew means little girl arise. 
Everyone's standing. I'm not sure what situation you may be in or where life has taken you thus far. But this morning, I want to encourage you to get up, put on your faith eyes, and walk. So I want you to encourage your neighbor. Say, neighbor, get up, put on your faith eyes, and walk. Tell the other person on the other side, say, neighbor, get up, put on your faith eyes, and walk. Neighbor, get up, put on your faith eyes, and walk. Oh, yeah, this morning we're walking out of some things. We're walking out of some places. We've been in the pit too long. This morning we're going to activate that faith. We're going to put on our faith eyes and we're going to walk. We're going to walk out that promise that God has for us. We're going to walk out of that pit that you may be feeling yourself in. We're going to walk into our destiny knowing that surely God is able. Surely God is able. Surely God is able. And he's going to give give you faith for the journey. I want you to grab your neighbor that's standing beside you. You can place your hand on their shoulder. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, this morning, we ask that you would activate our faith in this season, Father. Give us the strength to endure. Give us the strength to keep pressing, to keep going, to keep moving. Father, we believe if we can just be like that woman with the issue of blood, if we can get in your presence, Father, we know that everything will be all right. If we can get in your presence, Father, if we can just get close enough to you, we know that you can change our lives. You can change our circumstances. You can change our situations. So, Father, we ask today, Father, that you speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts, Father. Activate our faith this morning. Give us suddenly faith, Father, that when we find ourselves in the pit of wherever we're dealing with, Father, that you would give us suddenly faith to believe that what you did back then, you're still able to do in 2023. Father, we believe this morning that you're giving us faith for the journey. You're giving us endurance for the journey. And Father, we'll live to testify that you gave us assured faith that what you did before, you can surely do it again. Father, we've seen you heal before. We know you can heal again. We've seen you make ways before. We know you can do it again. Father, nothing's too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too big for you. You hold the world in your hands. So, Father, we believe this morning that with our faith eyes, we'll no longer look through a lens of fear. But, Father, we choose to put on our faith eyes this morning to see the salvation of the Lord, to see your goodness, Father. Thank you, Jesus. As you're touching your neighbor, can you begin to pray over them? That God will increase their faith. That they walk out of this place lighter knowing that their faith is being activated. He's giving you faith for the journey this morning. Nothing's too hard for you. Impossible's what you do. I know you've got this too. Impossible's what you do. Nothing's too hard for you. Impossible's what you do. And I know you've got this too. Impossible's what you do. Nothing's too hard for you. 
this morning come on if you choose to believe that you're going to have faith for the journey can you give him praise on this morning hallelujah hallelujah so father we thank you we thank you for your word this morning i know it was short and sweet but father i believe that you can speak even in that Father, I pray that your children were receptive of the word that had pierced their hearts this morning. Father, I thank you for even speaking to me this morning. Father, I thank you that your word will not return unto you void. In this season, Father, we choose to activate our faith. And we believe that you are giving us faith for the journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you've been impacted today and would like to stay connected with what the Lord is doing through the Burn Culture family, you can visit our website at burnculture.org.